Hello and welcome to Crystal Men. I'm Jim. And I am Tom. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're Hell having yeah. a good day, night, whenever you're listening to this. Um, so, so good and exciting. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we are re-watching all of Steven Universe and going through episode by episode to discuss in what will become an inevitable 40-minute talk about a 10-minute show. <laughs> uh, and today's episode was Tiger Millionaire, episode 9. Yeah, uh, really, really good one. I absolutely love this episode. Oh my god, I love it. I I do too. I I didn't think I liked it that much originally, but rewatching it, I I'm a big fan. Yeah, I kind of I remembered like enjoying it a lot. Like I thought it was a really funny like change of pace in Steven Universe. But actually watching it again, and they do a a whole arc. Like they have a character arc. They've got. Uh, really funny moments. The animation in this episode is really, it's a standout. I'll, I'll yeah. get to that in a little bit. Uh, a few things I noticed. I actually wanted to look up who um, directed or boarded this episode because it, it really did stand out. I'm going to check that out while we uh, I already discuss. got it up, friend. Uh, Raven <laughs> Malisey and Paul Vileko. I'm probably butchering those. They were written in this they wrote and storyboarded it, and it was directed by Young Soo Jung, Kevin Dart, and Ian Jones Cordy. Once again, probably butchered them all. But uh... <laughs> uh, Ian, I really, honestly, don't know too many of those names. I'm I'm not really super like in tune with the Stephen Kerniverse like groups because there's certain. Uh, I think there's teams that work together and like writer storyboarder teams. Uh, Ian Jones Cordy, though, he's like. A very big force behind Steven Universe. Mm. He also went into OKKO, of course. Gotcha. Uh, and him and uh, Rebecca are actually, uh, I believe, they are still dating. Or they're a, really? a, they're a couple, yes. Oh, God. Now I gotta look that up. Hold on. I believe Rebecca Sugar is... I think she identifies as non-binary. Uh, currently, I'm not I'm, I'm not exactly sure. But I do know that they, like last I checked, they were still a couple. Which is adorable, because they're both really... Oh, damn. They've I, been... Uh, as, cute. In 2016... It was confirmed that they were in a romantic relationship. They had been together for eight years at that point. Damn. Damn. Wow. I did not even realize that, but that's super cute. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, they have Ian. Ian has a, like a Steven Universe character that uh, cameos in the background a lot. No, I have it because I actually don't even know what he looks like. So he's he's a very squat little uh, man. <laughs> oh, I'm seeing a picture now. Oh, that's first off. That's adorable. And now I want to know. God damn it! Sorry, everybody. Now I'm looking at background characters. <laughs> Will uh, uh, you'll see it way show up way uh, like very often later on, and I believe in Steven Universe future in the um roller skating episode, uh, him and Rebecca are there together like roller skating, and I don't remember ever seeing uh, a Steven Universe background uh, Rebecca before. That is so cute, and my heart. Uh, and yet, okay, I know this character. He does appear a lot, actually, like in random uh, backgrounds. Which is kind of cool, because it's like, it makes sense for Steven Universe set in Beach City to have a a rather small cast of extras to pull from, but... Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we should move on to the actual <laughs> episode discussion, I think. <laughs> uh, real quick, though, uh, just from, like, looking up the episodes after the fact, Kevin Dart, who did the art, um, nice rhyme, uh... He has been doing a lot of the early episodes. I don't know how prolific he is in the later stuff, but I'm assuming, uh, you know, he had a lot of say in, in the early episode visual style. 
Yeah, there's actually, I'm going to try and find it again. I don't know where I saw it before. It's something that I, I saw like years ago, but there was um kind of a a little guide to like which character designs go with which storyboard artists hmm. because like you can start to tell that certain there's certain like version we talked about it before how like the steven universe character designs aren't very concrete yeah they're and, a little fluid yeah model doesn't really exist and something apparently attributed to ian is uh the idea that uh because people would always criticize the show and say like okay garnet looks so off model in this episode or amethyst looks off model but his whole perspective of it is if you can recognize the character then they're on model to him <laughs> which is kind of a an interesting idea i don't totally agree with it but i i definitely like uh where they take it in a certain way yeah i mean this is a show that can be afforded some creative liberties you know that's fine i, I like i i i Definitely would argue that that's not the case for many other shows. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like you know, cartoons you can kind of get a little bit of free ball style with, uh, for sure. But yeah, um, yeah. So the episode though, uh, you know, starts out simplistic. Don't some sort of spaghetti incident. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're returning. The gems and Steven are returning from some sort of adventure, uh, and Steven is covered in gunk. And Pearl is yelling at Amethyst because she done did goofed somehow. Um, and Amethyst is like, Mom, God, you suck. And uh, even even <laughs> even Gar or yeah, even uh, Garnet gets in on the like, you know, do better Amethyst. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because Garnet is very much a sort of go with the flow character yeah like Like we don't really see her be super opinionated on this kind of thing a lot but it does make sense because i mean it looked like steven was in danger in this whatever adventure that we didn't see happen before so yeah uh and of of course the arc of the episode is kind of around amethyst is irresponsible how are we gonna deal with this yeah and you know the, the the trio of gems relationship with each other um yeah, but uh, Stephen freezes in place during the nighttime and sees, <laughs> which I love that. It's very funny. I love his like his neck pool as he's hardening. Yeah, I love asleep. I love fat characters in in like cartoons like this in particular, where const like a lot of the jokes are about or utilizing like the chunkiness of their expressions. Yeah. Stephen, it just does that a lot with his character, which is it's really funny and it makes me like looking at his chuggy, chumpy little chuggy little body am i gonna can speak chunk chummy bunny his little chumpy body <laughs> oh chubby body love it uh, no no i totally see that though again like i it's one of those things that i didn't like at first either but just on review i think it's adorable and hilarious like i, I don't yeah. know Rewatching this has changed my opinion on some things uh I feel like older episodes of Steven, like early Steven, has aged very well. Yeah, definitely. There's only been like one episode that we've covered that I was like, eh, this isn't my favorite. But this one, when I watched this one, I was like so happy the entire time. I was, I, I thought some of the jokes were some of the funniest ones in it. Oh, yeah. And I loved it because like, like you said, it was a perfect self-contained story in one episode. Like, like you said, you get, you get a, a bit of everything. You get some funny jokes. You get some heartfelt moments. You get uh, a full character arc. It's just just way to go. Way to go. Um, 
But yeah, moving... one of the things we don't get. Uh, sorry, one of the things we don't get is any like real gem lore, uh, which is totally fine. It's one of the times where I think it's like this is an episode that is totally acceptable to not focus on any gem lore. Yeah, and I would argue like, see, I think if you got gem lore every episode, it would be too much early on like i think the charm is that it just kind of happens and drops at first like and meanwhile it's just these crazy circumstances happening in a rather mundane town Mm -hmm. um like i think if they like you know went into like a 10 minute diatribe all the time about like oh this is the point like as much as i personally want that because it (laughs) it drives me crazy um (laughs) and i love just digging into the lore of different shows and universes uh from a story perspective probably not the best idea yeah uh, but so just kind of going back into the plot of the episode mm-hmm. so uh steven kind of wakes up from his uh his he's being trapped still in the goop he sees amethyst run off into uh into the night and he's like any curious boy uh follows her <laughs> and uh, sees that she moonlights as a professional wrestler at the local beach city wrestling, uh, whatever you want to call this, uh, wrestling league, I guess. Yeah. And I was going to make that, like, do people <laughs> notice the supernatural here? But I think this is the one time where, like, it can be excused because it's a wrestling costume. <laughs> totally. Uh, we do see some pretty wacky characters. One of the things I like about this episode is that we see a lot of non re like recurring characters yeah I think they might show up again because I, I know there's another uh tiger millionaire like we see tiger millionaire again yeah so yeah. i'm uh, they might show up again but it's just fun and it makes the universe the world feel fun when you just have like a character design that you only see for maybe like Two 20 seconds. seconds yeah and it's an entirely unique thing too <laughs> and we get lars or not i mean well yes we get lars we get um what's his face uh ronaldo oh we wow, do yeah I butchered that ronaldo <laughs> ronaldo oh my, in my mouth. Uh, ronaldo ronaldo oh yeah we see him as the uh loch ness blogger or not <laughs> loch ness blogster uh which is really funny i really like how much thought they put into the stupid joke where yeah. he's got like a loch ness monster tube on his head but he's also wearing a kilt because of the scottish connection <laughs> he's only in it for like two seconds too yeah and this is uh, another thing I, that I love about Steven Universe and um, small town stories in general is you can, especially when it's like an episodic TV show, you can just grab a character that is a background character or like a whatever and just inject them naturally into the story. So having Ronaldo, like Ronaldo is one of the people that it makes the most sense that he would go to a wrestling, oh yeah, uh, like a wrestling league, and and especially because it seems like it's very character based. Uh, <laughs> Especially when we see, so yeah, Steven um, sees it and he's like in love with it. He thinks it's awesome because uh, at first he doesn't quite understand it. But then when he sees like how fun it can be, yeah. uh, he um, he's like, okay, let me do it with you, Amethyst. And she's only really letting him do it because it's a way for her to win the, the um, tag team belt. Yeah, but they did have and... a nice relatable moment with each other where they were saying how, uh, yeah, the gems keep getting on their cases, mm-hmm. which was, you know, nice little... Nice little Stephen Amethyst uh, sibling moment, if you will. Yeah, I think this is the first real like Amethyst episode that we've had. Uh, and it's cool because we see the uh, it hasn't been confirmed yet, I don't think, or at least explicitly stated. 
but how she's like the youngest of the gems and the most immature. And the fact, I think it's just cool that the fact that she's born on earth makes her an earthling and it makes it so much more natural for her to connect with like earthling things. Yeah. Well, and uh, she's really the the go-to one to connect with humans even too. Like, yeah, she has a lot of human friends compared to, I mean, geez, does Garnet have any? Uh, I believe there's like some joke later on. Uh, I, I don't think so because the whole episode with Jamie yeah he's it's like shows how garnet doesn't know how to connect really (laughs) yeah but meanwhile i'm you know pearl basically the same too uh yeah it takes her a bit to warm up yeah but amethyst just kind of naturally takes to it for that reason she's the youngest and you know has only known earth um but yeah they don't talk about that for i don't know when they actually bring that up not for a while I thought it was a Steven one, a Steven Universe season one thing. Uh, I might be wrong. I guess we'll get to it when we get to it. But yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, we'll notice. But but yeah. So Steven uh, decides to enter the ring as Tiger Millionaire, which I this is feel yeah, like sorry. this is a reference to something, but I have no clue what it would be a reference to. Yeah, oh, I kind of wanted to ask you this before we started. Uh, so this episode is very couched in the sort of uh mythology and like trappings of wrestling yeah uh, and in kind of like a basic way but it does go into a few ideas that are kind of fun uh do you have any uh background with wrestling whatsoever <laughs> no no i've i've i mean i know that uh uh god i know the the meme in 1980 <laughs> yeah. what, what god i i don't even know the meme. i know the meme when i see it i can't recount it <laughs> Um, I am, I'm also pretty, like, the only experience I had with wrestling as a child was playing the video games at a friend's place, and, uh, recently, one of my close friends, his sister is a wrestler, actually, she's a professional wrestler. Wait, really? Yeah, I think I told you about this before. Um, actually, uh, my co-host Sam from, uh, Joe Kakaka. Oh, yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast. True, you did Check that, that out. Yes, it's um, very good. Um, I personally love listening to it. Uh, if you don't, <laughs> even though you're not caught up at all, <laughs> I'll, I'll beat you all up. Uh, so listen to it. Yeah, uh, I am not caught up at all. <laughs> I, I, I think you haven't even read any JoJo, actually. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. The entirety of my JoJo knowledge is from your podcast. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, but so yeah, one of my my friends has a like a, she she wrestles. So we actually went to one of her shows once, uh, and it was really interesting. I'd never been to a wrestling show before. Of course, it's, it's very similar to the vibe given off in this episode, where it's just kind of like held in like a a big like area. Uh, there's just a ring set up. It was a very small crowd, but it's real fun. It is a real fun environment, and the athleticism. Because I don't really care about like the whole story of wrestling. It yeah. doesn't. The only things I really know about wrestling are. That there's basically like certain archetypes that people have. So like if you're a face, aka baby face, it's like you're the good guy. Everyone loves you. You're the John Cena type. Uh, or you're a heel, which is like, oh, you're the bad guy. That's where like the term heel heel term is referred to. Like uh, you're the bad guy. Everyone roots against you. But they do some interesting things with that in this episode. Like uh, basically the reason why Amethyst likes doing this is because she gets the heat she is a heel yeah and she gets negative energy and she likes it because 
where normally the way she behaves, she's chided and she's told it's irresponsible by Pearl and Garnet. But when she's in the ring, she can be heel and everyone loves her. Uh, so yeah, I think that's kind loves of loves to hate a... on her. And she like it, it is it is an interesting turnaround on everything. I mean, I I I, I don't get that in terms of like you know liking that negative energy but uh you know i can i can totally understand it uh especially when you're someone like me who's experienced a lot of media you start to uh kind of get bored with the good guys and you you kind of like how much personality the bad guys have like there's a lot of i think of a lot of anime mm. uh that i like where i'm i'm always like oh yeah this is a uh, I like how much, even though this character is evil, I like how much personality they have, and I like the way they behave, and they're so confident. And there's a lot of good traits hidden, or good traits that make up a bad person. So I feel like that's kind of part of it. But mm. again, not really super in tune with wrestling. Uh, but yeah. Um. Oh God, what was that? What is the name of the? It's it's Hell in a Cage, was it? Rage in a Cage. Rage in a Cage. Is that the meme? I don't know. God, <laughs> Wait, is is this like the John Cena thing? Yeah, no, like on Reddit all the time. Like they'll start to talk about a topic and then be like, and then in nineteen uh, something, uh... <laughs> oh, my God, I yeah. sound like an idiot not knowing. This. <laughs> I'm so I'm so lost here. I'm Hold gonna on, be honest. I'm I'm gonna I'm continue. I'm pulling right, it. Up. So, uh, but yeah, there's a couple things. I I would I guess I'll just say them now because I guess it's the most relevant sense. So Steven uh, suits up as Tiger Millionaire that becomes his persona. We get sort of a montage scene of them having a lot of fun, winning battles, uh, keeping it a secret from the other gems. Uh, one little detail I love is that he... <laughs> his St- Tiger Millionaire's costume is incredible. I love it so much. The fact that he just gets uh, margarine. He has a tub of margarine that he rubs through his hair <laughs> to slick yes. it back. is real funny to me. Oh, God. Uh, it's incredible. He, uh, I just really love the. It's just a fun episode. Like it's the kind of thing where like, oh yeah, I could break down every joke, but I just laugh at the Tiger Millionaire. Uh, he's really funny. All the gags with him are funny. Like, it's not even that he is just a wealthy man. Like Stephen makes his whole backstory, and it's it's very like tied into like '90s businessman. Yeah, it's like the aesthetic that is being captured here to the point where it's like he's holding a newspaper, which is not a like even in 2010 like newspapers were not or sorry this would have been what 2013 14 newspapers are not a relevant thing um it's just generic like oh big market crash coming up i, I don't know i just why, and also that. why would Stephen know this yeah it is such a like pastiche of just weird stereotypes about businessmen and just kind of like media ideas but i love it and also before we continue don't let this man distract you from the fact that in 1998 the undertaker threw mankind off hell in a cell and plummeted 16 feet through an announcer's table that's the meme it's a copy <laughs> never never heard that before oh my god sorry it was gonna drive me crazy um yeah uh, the Undertaker is probably the only other wrestler that I could name. Ah, that's not true. I could I could drop a couple, but no one cares. And I won't do it. Yeah. Uh, top ten wrestlers go. Uh, um, me. <laughs> no, but uh, back to the episode. Sorry for my incredible side tangent. No, it's totally um, necessary. Yeah. So, well, interestingly enough, too, Stephen's having a lot of fun with being the the heel, if you will, as I just yeah. learned that term. 
It is it is really interesting because and, and we do see like Steven has a he doesn't know quite when to turn it off. So this is yeah. even a kind of a fun exploration into Steven's immaturity because he's able to play this character but he doesn't understand the limits to it. So I think like Garnet, no not Garnet. Amethyst or someone says, I think Mr. Smiley has the announcer. Yeah. He says, uh, oh in the ring anything goes and that kind of sticks with Steven and then there's a scene later, so, so after they have like a cool winning streak, uh, Lars loves Tiger Millionaire because he's an <laughs> asshole, which makes so much sense. Perfect it makes so sense. much sense yeah, yeah, that course. Lars would love him. Uh, so he runs up to Tiger Millionaire to get like a cup signed, and Steven doesn't realize that uh, this is when you turn off the persona. Yeah, because uh, it's an because, actual fan. Yeah, like uh, even though like there is he is bad guy he still has fans and that's something i think is kind of funny with wrestling is like the fandom aspect to it and how like uh i don't we don't talk too much about this but like little kids get really into wrestling and like love like john cena and uh something i heard i've heard before is that john cena has uh he's what's what's the word he's like completed more um make a wish yes than like almost anyone else because kids just all these little kids them. just want to meet their hero john cena yeah uh so i think it's really funny that lars he's probably a little too old to be as into <laughs> but, wrestling as he is but, but it's just starstruck <laughs> and meanwhile sadie's with him the whole time and i love sadie in this episode actually because she's just the voice of reason the whole time uh-huh and i just she's like the straight man yeah too, his uh goofiness and this is the only time that i've i've been like okay sadie i don't hate you right now <laughs> like i think they just had good banter back and forth yeah and it just yeah but uh, lars is just also every panel or every frame of lars is really funny like he's always in a really good pose or yeah. the final i don't want to spoil it but, oh like, the my final God. scene from the episode is fucking hysterical <laughs> that that should actually be the uh thumbnail oh it yeah. totally will be the thumbnail. okay perfect perfect because it's incredible uh so whoever's watching this on youtube or saw the thumbnail <laughs> that's what we're talking about um <laughs> Yeah, no, but uh, Stephen does not realize that Lars was being sincere and wanted to have his drink signed and slaps it out of his hand. And I, I love that line, too. You can't afford this! <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, uh, but yeah, and then once he sees Lars actually embarrassed and upset, he's like, oh. And, you know, he uh, realizes that you can't be bad all the time. No. And it's kind of cool that Steven gets like a parallel character arc with Amethyst in this, where they're both kind of going through the same thing. Like they're they're both very irresponsible and they don't quite they're not using their like powers or whatever in like a responsible way, even though Steven's yeah. not really using his powers at this point. But Steven has this moment where he feels like he's let his fans down. He feels like he's betrayed uh whatever trust and Amethyst, it comes later where her whole thing is uh, that she really should be, she should know better and she should be more of a role model for Steven. Yeah. Which, you know, a, a nice parallel in the sense that Steven's were Steven is Amethyst's fan in a sense in this episode, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they decide to do their final match. Well, not decide. They do their final match, their uh, championship match. And right before it starts, Garnet and Pearl come on to the ring. Oh, my God. Uh, shocking event. Shocking event. 
<laughs> and that was another like just little tiny joke that for some reason made me laugh when <laughs> when Amethyst gave Stephen the look when they were showing the uh, the promotional ad. <laughs> yeah, he he drew up a little shitty like flyer. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, and yeah, they, Garnet wants them to come home, and you know she's actually a little pissed. And Amethyst says no, and gets all angry and starts to uh, start shit with her. And also, fun way to see the uh, parallel of of Garnet's to Amethyst's power in this part because. Gar- yeah. Garnet is just like toying with her effectively. There's a something Steven does a lot is use very sparing action. And and I, I already said it before, but I think I'll bring it up now. This episode has really, really good animation and uh, more so like direction, I think. Uh, we only see like Garnet punch Amethyst once and the other time she punches her, she like completely like it's a it's a wide shot of the ring and the whole ring gets like flipped up and it's yeah. just a really cool way to show the power of amethyst and or sorry the power of garnet yeah i don't know it's 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 just really cool to me i, I really like that scene cuz we have like all these fights quote unquote that have been happening in this arena and then when we see like a gem when she really goes all out like, like it shakes the foundations of where they are exactly really cool. and like just garnet up to this point has just always been quiet and enigmatic too so like like you've never gotten to a part where like she's fighting something and seems like genuinely frustrated and like unable to cope so like seeing her just be like all right like let me let me actually hit you once and have amethyst go flying into the wall and like crashing through it is uh you know you, you you get a taste into why she's a leader and you know up until this point you have no idea that it's because she's a fusion uh spoilers we spoil everything um (laughs) (laughs) but so like you know watching this for the first time you're like oh damn uh but steven pulls a classic steven and before things get serious comes in and as the heart of the group starts to uh explain amethyst's point of view to the crowd using uh you know using purple puma and uh (laughs) Kind of like you know this is this is what Steven does throughout the series, like he gets these characters to have these realizations and makes yeah, everybody he's... play nice together, yeah, he's really bridging the gap between the humans and the gems, and in this like amethyst really represents humans and humanity and something that the gems immediately they they can only see this as a bad thing, yeah, of her interacting, like how could you use your powers on humans and when really we see Amethyst is not really using she's, her she's power, not, like she's yeah she she's not she's not hurting them. It's about this role that she's found and the, this comfortable role that she can fill and have like a purpose that she feels, and that's something that Steven's able to communicate in his little speech. Yeah, but I really and the, we mentioned this in the last one I think too with the uh, uh what was that the the I can't remember exactly. But it was the conclusion of the maze one, I think, where instead of getting really angry at Steven, Garnet is not mad. And she she takes a very like light approach, even though she has the the she has like the justification. Oh, to be yeah. Angry. Yeah. I mean, she's she's technically in the right, you know. And this one, we see it, too, where uh, and it's Garnet that also th- does it again. She's the one that, that like initiates this. Um, she takes the mic from Steven. And she's like, no, 
we are from the evil wrestling federation or whatever like yeah and just uh, instantly able to uh you know <laughs> turn it into situation yeah diffuse the situation and build up hype for the crowd too yeah and it's just such a fun satisfying way to end the episode yeah. it feels like it doesn't feel like things were just reset it feels like these characters have grown slightly well, they come to terms more with this thing yeah like even when they're uh you know play wrestling at this point uh like i, I thought that was the perfect way to diffuse it with uh amethyst just being like sorry for uh, i'm sorry and then Garnet's just like yeah me too yeah and it shows like that really it is this gap of misunderstanding like there is such a a wall between amethyst and the other gems and she can't explain it there's one line she makes actually that they don't dwell on that i thought it's really cool uh is when she's talking to steven steven is like shirtless and he's only wearing his underwear in his bedroom which is really fucking funny and relatable yeah. oh my god when you... and you see like the back <laughs> they did like that was another good uh good chubby moment uh but yeah so he's he's chilling there and and he's feeling bad about how he treated lars and then amethyst says something like oh you can't let other people get you down and then he says, oh, is that how you are? And she said, I only feel the way I want to feel. Uh, so it shows how she is very insecure. Yeah. And she's very, like, bottling up emotions. Yeah. I'm... Just really good. Really complex characters in my children's cartoon. Exactly. And, like, here's the thing, too. Like, it, they, uh, again, they just, like, they ease you into it. It's not like, like, that... That was just kind of a one-off line, but it showcases a theme that we will see consistently grow throughout the series of Amethyst having this insecurity and not feeling like part of the team and yeah. feeling out of place and, you know, caring about what others think of her. Um, but, like, just through little little blips like that, they just kind of, you know, set the, the foundation for that, which I, I really appreciate. Like, I hate when a show is ham-fisted about what it's trying to tell you and like treats the audience like idiots. Um, yeah, for sure. I, and I mean, you know, like you said, this is a kid's show <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's still not treating its audience like children, uh, which is just nice. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Garden and Amethyst, Pearl and Steven wrestle in the arena and uh, Tiger Millionaire and Purple Puma get the championship belts. <laughs> And which okay another thing i love is that they have their actual combatants are these just two pretty boy guys yeah. who they just decide that they're going to grab the ladder and help steven win <laughs> it's just so it really takes this like nice moment of the finale to like a hilarious extreme oh just, like, yeah why <laughs> like, well and it, like imperfect like classic wrestling fashion too like the oh yeah. are they grabbing the chair oh but here's the twist <laughs> it's really it's just a really fun moment and then we get the final hilarious shot of uh lars being amazed looking at tiger millionaire just oh wow tiger millionaire is amazing and then shedding a single <laughs> tear also uh counter for the tear we got a, we got one one oh. one tear in this episode okay and you know I, I i did score through this episode uh after watching it to see the hugs i did not forget um there was no real hugs there was no reciprocal hug amethyst did <laughs> hug steven to hide the uh tiger millionaire mask but i'm not counting that because steven did not reciprocate and damn it both parties have to be into it i believe she also uh gives garnet a bear hug from behind but no nope. yeah yeah that's i consider that just a combat yeah non-consensual hug yeah 
it's an NCH non-consensual. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, just a great episode. I just, I genuinely absolutely loved like, it. I yeah, didn't have really a complaint. Good. Oh, I'm like little, uh, little teases to, uh, Sadie having some, some crushes on Lars too. Like she keeps smiling every time he's happy, clearly only going there for him. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, yeah, that's, that's true. I didn't think about that. We're going to have about like two hours that we just talk about Sadie and Lars together because <laughs> it is necessary. Probably the biggest part of the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there is one thing I did want to mention now, cause I kind of alluded to it earlier, but something that really stood out to me is there's a ton of animation, animation smears in this episode. Uh, are you aware of, of like that as a principle of animation? No. So in animation, there's like a, a the idea of like squash and stretch. And it's basically when like the characters get like really weird looking or like their bodies will stretch out. But you only see it for like one frame. So the character uh, doesn't look like a weird giant flat like sometimes characters will, will literally be stretched out to look like 16 of them wide. It's really hard to explain oh. without looking at pictures. But something they do to convey motion is that like when a character moves their arm, there'll be like a little bit of like animation smear of like a weird shape that's going towards the direction of where they're moving. It's hard to, as I said, like it's no, kind like of hard I to explain. I feel like I know what you're talking about, but yeah, we see that a lot in this episode. Like even in pretty mundane uh, characters, just like moving their finger or moving their arm up and down uh, is conveyed with like a, the, an added smear or a few frames of an, an, a smear. And I thought that was really interesting because I did not notice it nearly as much in the, uh, episodes we saw before this see that's interesting that's something i would have never even noticed but i mean you know you're coming from a more artistic uh background than i am but uh let me just say don't let that distract you from the fact that in 1998 the undertaker threw mankind <laughs> off hell in a cell and plummeted 16 feet through an announcer's table <laughs> uh <That's>, yes, yes. <laughs> i'm gonna say it like four more times uh but yeah no i that is something like i'm I, I am a very into animation, so that is something I notice, and it's one of those, it's not always a telltale sign, that's it, not fair to say, but it's a telltale sign of, like, animators normally being very creative with uh, how they're animating, and it's... When you say creative, it, like, what do you mean? Uh, like, if you look at a show like Family Guy, mm -hmm. or uh, American Dad, I mean, I, I really can't attest on American Dad. But those shows are very boring with the way the characters move. So if you look at, like, if you really break it down, almost every time characters in those shows are talking, their arms are either down to their sides, uh, one arm is, like, raised up, like, they're kind of, like, gesturing forward, uh, or they'll do, like, both arms up. Most of the time, they're not moving. They're just st stationary. But in this episode, uh, we have the characters moving around a lot and using smears. I'm trying to find a picture of a smear to show you. Uh, it conveys, like, a lot more dynamism in the movement hmm. and it just makes it more interesting to view i think uh so interesting that's again that's something i would have never really thought about but now like that's true i mean a lot of shows do kind of do that like unless the character is directly interacting or talking uh like that kind of almost like freeze frame of them just standing in place not moving at all yeah 
But yeah, I just uh, sent you a picture of uh, Daffy Duck doing a smear. Uh, just kind of an example. Okay. Uh, on Facebook. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I just, I wanted to point that out because it was uh, something that was featured predominantly in this, sh- in this episode. So I thought it, it warranted mentioning and yeah. how much uh, I like it. Very cool. Um, I just thought i liked how cute steven was in this episode <laughs> i agree so damn cute as tiger millionaire tiger millionaire is so good it was one of those like i kind of remember the first time i watched this episode uh very distinctly compared to the other ones just because how funny i thought the concept was and how like i would love to do a cosplay of tiger millionaire i think that would really it would be really funny to do that actually would be and, and easy extremely easy yeah because you just get like a little briefcase and draw like shitty little dollar signs on it get a bunch of mar- um, mar- yeah, mayonnaise margarine <laughs> oh um <laughs> yeah that have you seen 90 day fiance i know exactly what you're talking yep, about yes i have seen 90 day fiance big ed man uh, <laughs> he is he exudes tiger millionaire energy God. he could be the actual tiger millionaire. he, he is tiger millionaire he's <laughs> Oh, oh man, that is such. A, I fucking love Ed. He's such a monster. To anyone who has not seen Ninety Day Fiance, there is this guy Ed who is this uh, obtuse, short-stocked man uh, going to meet his online girlfriend for the first time, uh, and to prep, he decides to uh, douse his hair in mayonnaise. Because it looks fucking putrid uh, you just yeah go on google and type in 90 day fiance ed and you will see exactly what we're talking I about just like the smell i just can't imagine the smell like, <laughs> oh hot mayonnaise in your hair <laughs> but yeah so I, I i got i got big ed vibes from uh from steven this episode uh totally totally understand what you're talking about there <laughs> oh well uh any other thoughts for the episode no, I think that's really everything. I just thoroughly enjoyed this episode and had a wonderful time discussing it. Yeah, yeah, no, just a fun episode. Like, you know, nothing crazy. Just just a good time. I give it a I give it a tiger out of millionaire. I give it a million out of a million. Oh my god, you just gotta one up me every time. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no. And I'm excited for next episode in particular me too, actually. Because it is uh Steven's Lion. And yeah, that's I'm very excited. I feel like the Lion episodes really have a lot of memorable sort of like musical and visual sec- sections. Like when he I don't even know if he jumps into Lion in the first episode with him. But I love that like little like weird planes like that, that like dreamscape within Lion that has like the islands. I think oh, that's just so God. cool. Those scenes are fucking awesome. I have a, a piece of art in my room of that, actually, just because I oh, really? love that. I love. Yeah, like just <sighs> it's like that. You know, that rose quartz kind of like motif of just yeah. uh, like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. You know, once once we hear it and talk about it in detail, like I'll go more into it. But I love musical motifs. I love just the emotion and just like it, it's, it's like a sense of like smell or taste bringing back memories. It's like, yeah, it's, it's it has a so super powerful. nostalgic feel. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love music in, like, Legend of Zelda, you know, like, the classics that just bring you back to when you're playing it, and, ah, it's just, like, so, yeah, especially with piano stuff, I mean, I know we talked about Pearl's Room with the swords and that, you know, musical riff going on, 
I, I love good, like secular piano. It's very, very tasteful. Very nice. Yeah, fucking great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to uh, I guess uh, close this out, uh, we'll do we can do our plugs now. Uh, unless you have anything else to say? No, no, I think think we covered everything. So plug away, friend. I so uh, this has been the Crystal Men. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, Please um, either follow us on the Spotify or whatever you listen to us on. Uh, give us a big old like on the YouTube. Yes, uh, let, comment. Let people know. Uh, we, our YouTube channel started to get yeah, our YouTube channel started to get some uh, comments. And it's really exciting. Yes. I love reading them. Made us very happy. So thank you to everybody. <laughs> Yeah, so um, you can also follow us on Twitter. We're the Crystal Men Podcast, I think. You know, I really should fucking memorize this. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, That's why I'm like relying on you. So yeah, every time I I jump into this without like just looking it up, yeah. uh, just terrible, terrible podcasting. I'm checking it right now. Well, while he's checking uh, that, I just wanted to let everybody know that um, in. 1998 the undertaker <laughs> mankind god damn it. i want to sell <laughs> god damn it uh it is at the crystal men follow us on twitter at the crystal men i made it as simple as i could and i still forget it <laughs> That's uh it. we, we, we yeah. got it after this it's at at the crystal men yeah we will uh we will happily happily look at all of your comments and uh and don't be mean because i'll cry Oh yeah, and um, so actually, I just drew Tom's yes uh, gem Sona that we mentioned, which I uh, love it. Yeah, so I will be posting that, and when I draw mine, I was gonna draw mine today, but I got kind of busy. I'll draw mine soon, and then I'll post those on the Twitter. So if you're curious what our gem Sonas look like, check the Twitter. They're very pretty. Hell yeah! yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, until next episode, uh, I'm Tom. And I'm Jim. And we love you, but I love you more. Never forget. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.